0: Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. As a comedian used to do a bit that as a kid I thought was hysterical he said you know people walk by a coffin and go oh look at that don't they look like themselves <laughs> and he he said he wanted to take a tape recorder and record himself saying a few words so that at his own funeral he wanted an open casket and he wanted the uh, voice to be coming from his you know his pocket going, hi, I'm dead, don't I look like myself? (laughs) You know, as Americans, we've gotten a little detached from death. Up until the 40s, all over the world, death was just a part of life. My grandfather was born in 1902, he was born at home, died at home. You got laid out at home. A lot of times you'd shoo the kids out of the room, but, you know, they'd be there poking their head around the corner while the body got washed and cleaned up. Somebody would be out in the kitchen cooking the things for the party or the wake. Maybe the burial society was there cleaning the body. You didn't just get whisked away to some funeral home you were still part of your community. And if you had a wake or a party where your life was celebrated, they told the stories. Sometimes a lot of whiskey was had, sometimes cards were played. Sometimes it was very somber and serious, but we knew the shape under the sheet. And we knew that one day our story would end the same way. We were interested in what was happening because it was going to happen to us too. So it behooved us to understand it. Death was the great equalizer. Dr. Thomas Hendricks wrote, We humans are storytellers. Indeed, that proclivity is a distinguishing feature of our species. He says, our stories are accounts that describe behaviors over longer stretches of space and time. Sometimes the stories feature ourselves in prominent roles. Sometimes they're about others. At times the accounts are fictional, even fantastical in character. But whatever their setting or source, stories serve to capture the attention of the listeners. They make imagination external and thus collective, They illustrate the perils of existence as well as the rewards of properly conducted behaviors. In part, we tell stories to alert others to pertinent goings-on. The other part of our attention is to reaffirm our own status as a person worth noting, who has wisdom to offer our listeners. But those stories... Those essential stories, they don't start when we come onto the scene, no matter how much we want to believe that. And they certainly don't end when we exit stage right. We're born into the amazing story, and when we die, our story and the other stories, they go right on. With the modern American cultural practice of trying to keep death safely away, Safely trapped somewhere in a hospital or a funeral home. We've also made death and dying and the dead something that's not part of our life. We've lost the willingness over much of our culture to actively coexist with those who have died. But we are still storytellers. And one of the most amazing ways of knowing ourselves and carrying our story forward (laughs) is to know and honor the chapters that came before. If any of you are familiar with him, Terry Pratchett writes, no one is actually dead until the ripples they cause in the world die away. He said, do you not know that a man is not dead while his name is still spoken? Our dead are still here. They are still alive in us. Their stories are still ready to be told. And different cultures around the planet have days for remembering the dead. And they all share some things in common. All Souls Day is November 2nd. It's a day in Christian calendars to remember the dead and to tell their stories. The Day of the Dead is also on November 2nd. It's celebrated in Mexico and in parts of Latin America. It's a sacred holiday to build an altar to remember the dead, to tell their stories, to cook their favorite foods to share. Samhain, the pagan sabbat celebrated on October 31st is also a day when the dead are close calls us to honor and remember those who are gone. You know, it's been about 2000 years since the Celts started celebrating Samhain. It was their New Year's Day. They welcomed the dark half of the year, the time after the harvest was through but before it was time to plant. And Samhain was the day when the walls between the worlds were very, very thin, according to them. It was the day when the dead and the living could talk together. Some of our ancestors thought that this day was the day when one thing became another, when it wasn't this and not that, but a lot of different things. Light was becoming dark, growth becoming emptiness, warmth becoming cold, life becoming death. We're in a liminal time, a borderland, where the dead and the living share their stories. Those before you are gone, but there are already new lives coming after you. This is a time to remember where you come from, where you are going, and who you are in your bones. These holidays are fascinating in their own ways. They tell us we don't just move through the world. We're dancing through, holding hands to all those behind us and all those in front of us. And inside us all is the skeleton just waiting to get out. Saween is a boundary crossing time where the wall between the world of the living and the wall of the spirits could be easily broken. And for our ancestors, this meant that humans could step over into that world, something that smart people never did and spirits or fairies could step over into our world, something they really didn't want. People were often scared of these kinds of spirits or visitors from other worlds, so they left them offerings of food and milk and alcohol to make sure that the spirits thought well of them and would help them and their animals get through the winter. Celts also believed the dead came visiting, so they'd leave uh, food and alcohol set in plates at their tables for the spirits who they wanted to come inside. Outside in the streets, some people would put on wild costumes and they'd go door to door begging for food and drinks. We think, historically, these people were playing the parts of the spirits and souls of the dead. The costumes were meant to intimidate those spirits and to keep them from recognizing them as humans. Today's Halloween celebrations have become a time for scary stories and haunted houses and trick-or-treating. Some people love it as a fun holiday for kids, others ignore it. Some people do the creepy and the ghoulish stuff. Some people believe it has something to do with the devil, which it never has. Almost nobody talks about that original meeting. It was a time to welcome your own ancestors back to your table. It reminded people that whatever lived in the spirit world could be good or bad, malignant or benign, and that those we love could still be held in our hearts and welcomed into our lives even after they're gone. Today, it's a good time for us to honor the beloved memories. Friends and ancestors, even pets, tell their stories Share their favorite foods, not the pet food, of course, unless you were really close. (laughs) But it's time to get out the pictures, to make that recipe your grandma used to make that you don't ever bother with because it's really complicated. It's also a good time to think about what protects you from the negative in life and what you do about it. Are you like those folks that used to wander house to house, singing and shrieking to drive away evil? Do you need to just make a little more noise? Do you need help driving away the bad? Maybe you just need to light your own personal jack-o'-lantern and shine a little light on the subject and drive it away. Maybe feed it, offer it a drink, let it know you're willing to work with it. What do you have to do to keep the dark away from you, the bad away from you? Samhain reminds us that we have power, and we can use it to honor the good and control the bad in our world. It's not too bad for a holiday that's become a celebration of dressing up as a (laughs) T-Rex. On this day, we create a dead altar, where the living and dead can meet and dance together, where the stories in our bones can be told. Now at home, do you have to do something like this? No. You could cook somebody's favorite food and have it for lunch. You could put on a splash of your mom's favorite perfume or your dad's cologne. You might add some fresh baked bread, some sweet things, a bottle of wine. Maybe just light a candle. This is our altar today. It's a focal point. The ritual and the sacredness come from the sharing you do, not from anything outside. Tell the stories of your dead. Share who they were and are. Speak their names. It's not time for their ripples to die. Recognize that you are part of a dance. Look at the hands you are holding. If you don't want an altar, you don't have to have one. Just cook the dinner. The altar's only there to make you think, to slow down and work your way through the process of Remembering. Decorate it or don't. But talk to your dead. Invite your friends or family. Tell the funny stories. Bring out the preserved wedding dress and the stored golf clubs, the faded picture books. Do this as living ritual. Suspend your disbelief and your sophistication for one day. Let the door swing open wide between the living and the dead. Enter into the borderland and look at yourself. Who are you in this story? What parts of you have died that you need to reconnect with? What new life do you need to encourage? What do you need to let go and what's the makeup you need to wipe away? What covers your truth? And when you're done, return to the world of the living and start the dance again. Through us on this day, the dead live and they are beautiful. So welcome your ghosts. And then go out and support the people and the cultures that you come from. Order food from the German or Polish or Mexican restaurant. Look up the art and your music that your parents or great-grandparents loved. In the words of Sweet Honey and the Rock, we are our grandmother's prayers. We are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of the ancestors. We are the spirit of God. So enjoy the day and absolutely, absolutely keep dancing. Amen.